Welcome to the Heroes Church Podcast. Our vision is to build Christ-centered communities of imperfect people for the city. Good morning to all of you. Uh, I guess I have to introduce myself. Uh, ako po ay si John Hofilenya, and I would like to greet you uh, in behalf of my wife, Kali, and our church, uh, Redeemer Christian Church Manila. I am the lead pastor of RCCM. And we are currently an online church, and we have been uh, that way since the beginning of the season of pandemic. And uh, up to now, we are still uh, meeting online. We are a new church plant, and uh, our church plant was born in the season of pandemic. It's good for me to remember that the Lord has been so gracious to us so far, um, that he has kept us alive and surviving as a community. What, what I will be talking about this morning is Psalm 113. And I guess uh, the roots of this psalm also come from a similar place of uncertainty, suffering, uh, of asking the Lord for His grace. That's very, very poignant for me because that's what our church has been through the past year. It's, it's very, very clear for me that we as a church can relate to the roots of, of this psalm. But for us this morning, brothers and sisters... I pray that um, we see for ourselves a picture of God's grace to Israel and how we might um, learn from that, how we might learn about God from that picture. So I invite you to pray with me as we uh, dig into this passage. Let's pray. Father, um, I ask that this morning you will keep our hearts and our minds uh, here present, Lord God, and listening to your word, that we might learn of you and learn about you and learn from you. May the preaching of your word sanctify uh, your people and change your people, Lord God, towards, Lord God, more and more towards Christ. We ask, Lord, that your word be powerful and convict us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the psalm that we are looking at here is a song um, that was most probably sung in uh, the context of a congregation. Uh, ibig sabihin, in the temple sa Jerusalem. The Psalms are songs. So uh, we need to remember that when we start to read the Psalms. Bible scholars say that this psalm, this particular song is linked to uh, Hannah's song, the mother of Samuel, that the author might have gotten inspiration from Hannah's song in 1 Samuel chapter 2, and then appropriate those ideas and bring them to a bigger congregational context so that the whole people of Israel can sing those ideas, those theological ideas in Hannah's song. So as a song, there looks to be well three main divisions in Psalm 113. And conveniently, we can divide that into three verses or, or, or triplets, you know, three verses per part. Um, this is very convenient for me uh, as a Baptist because the three-point sermon is a running joke among Baptist pastors and we, we like to joke about it. But given that, um, I have a psalm right now. Mm, I was actually assigned uh, a psalm that, you know, I could easily break down into three points. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. My first point is this. The people of God are called to praise Him. We, as the people of God, we are called to praise Him. Let me read verses 1, 2, and 3 of Psalm 113 in the English Standard Version. It says here, Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Now, verse 1 of this triplet sounds like it sounds very much to me like like a call to worship. And it might have been traditionally sung by the worship leader or um, the one who is leading the singing of the songs in the temple. The worship leader will sing it so that the congregation is invited then into worship. There's this threefold mention of Yahweh's name um, in, in verse 1. I guess you have to make sure you know, that, that the congregation does not miss the point of worship, that we are worshiping God. And the name of God is mentioned three times so, so that you don't miss it. Don't miss that point. Okay? And then the, the word praise in Hebrew frames these mentions of Yahweh's name in the first and the last word of the triplet. So in first word uh, in Hebrew and the last word in Hebrew of verse 1 and verse 3 gives the function of these first three verses, which is to make sure that not only do we know who it's talking about, it's talking about Yahweh, it also makes sure that the congregation knows what to do that the congregation needs to engage in praise of God's name. So malino na malino yun, so verse 1, 2, and 3. Most of the time, in our context, in our modern context, praise requires a reason. Nagets niyo ba yan? And as we are uh, a thinking and uh, logical people, and I would even say a lot of us are cynical and jaded, like me personally, as a people, as a modern people, we would like to ask, why, why would I give praise? Lalo na kung, kung if we're talking about, you know, if we're talking about a person or an institution or a man-made thing. We would say, why? why? Why should I praise that? Why should I ascribe praise? I, I want us to think about the idea that normally for us, we do not easily ascribe praise and worship. We do not easily give that. Because for us, praise from us is a high honor to give. Ang, ang palagi nating iniisip usually ay, so karapat dapat bang bigyan ng ganitong attention at ganitong effort at ganitong papuri ang itong, itong bagay na ito or itong taong ito or itong organization na ito? Why do we make so much of a fuss about it? It's because worship and praise requires effort and we give that effort only to people and to things that we think that are worthy of that effort. Praise and worship, it, it requires your whole being to be involved, uh, mind, heart, uh, body. And you also know that anything less is fake. Alam mo pag, pag fake yung papuri na binibigay, di ba? Like for example, pag pinupuri ka ng isang tao uh, and, and it's just lip service, you know that. Di ba? You can't fake that because sincerity is something that we can see through uh, immediately. And so, so we know that there's a lot of effort involved in giving praise and worship. And if you're doing anything less, it feels like, you know, saying just token words that you, you really don't mean. So worship requires you to give effort. And also worship requires you to be present in mind, spirit, and body. Yes, nagigets natin yon. Kaya we don't easily give it. So, so when thinking about this calling, this call to worship, you know, this call to worship extends to us modern Christians as well. That no matter how jaded and cynical we have become, no matter uh, how 
difficult it is for us to give and ascribe worship because praise is something we do not usually give to people. The passage ensures, the passage makes clear for us that God is worthy of whatever it is that you do not usually give to others. Kung ano man yung hirap na hirap ka na ibigay sa tao, but for God, He is worthy of our praise. God is worthy of our praise. God is worthy of all of our praise. And God is worthy of all of our praise all of the time. Brothers and sisters, you know, we, I, I understand. We have things to do in, with our lives. And doing our spiritual disciplines like partaking of fellowship and fellowshipping with the church and worshiping God, even through the ordinary means of grace, may somehow be bothersome to us. Um, we, we think that, you know, hassle siya sa schedule. Alam mo yun? And you may give all the reasons that you can give. Like, well, I just need the time to rest and relax. And, you know, there are other things that I need to do. And so... Um, going to church on a Sunday, and in, in our context, just even just watching a, a video online, or even Bible reading may not be your thing. Coming to church on a Sunday worship on Sunday worship on the Lord's Day may not be as exciting to you. Fellowshipping with your faith community may not be as important to you. But that does not change who God is. His word declares him worthy, whether we think so or not. So this invitation to praise God goes out to whom he has called to serve him and follow him. And if you are part of that, if you are part of those who are called to serve the Lord, to follow the Lord, in, in, in very, very blunt terms, I mean, kung kristyano ka is what I mean. I'm praying that we hear this call and find it a privilege for us. Lalo na tayo who serve God and who follow him that we are even able to, that we are even able to praise Him in His sanctuary and praise Him together with His people. This is our calling as a people of God, and we can't forget it. We are called to praise God because our God is worthy. And it will extend to times when we don't feel like it. There there are just too many reasons for us to miss in God's Word. Why? God is worthy and why we as people of God are called to worship. Which, which brings me to my second point. Okay, uh, The first point was that we are called to worship God. And point number two gives us kind of the fuel of our praise and our worship uh, for God. My point number two is this, that God's glory makes grace more amazing. And we will find out very, very soon that that. God's grace is actually our fuel for, for praising God. But here, in this section, God's, God's glory is being described. And it has this amazing turn in the third part of the triplet, where also God's grace is brought into the picture. Okay. I will read verses 4, 5, and 6. The Lord is high above all nations, and His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high? Verse 6, who looks far down on the heavens and the earth. If the first three verses um, 
declared that God's people should serve God and praise God because he is worthy, the second part gives us the answer to why he is worthy. The author declares God as high above the nations and his glory is above the heavens in verse 4. Okay? This is a traditional picture of God, the concept of high and hindi natin maabot and sobrang taas at hindi katulad natin. That, that's a, a legitimate picture of God as opposed to uh, very, very near and in your pocket. Okay, um, this, this concept is called transcendence. Okay, And it's one of the characteristics of of God. Uh, it gives you an idea that God is not like us. He's not he's not like us. He is nowhere nowhere near like us. And you can't really say that oh I have God figured out. Okay, I've figured him out or I can put him in my pocket so to speak. And the idea for transcendence uh, which is connected to God's um, glory and holiness and the immediate result of this should be to see God as big as big as, as as you can see him. And as a result, we, uh, as creatures, as, as part of God's creation, we see ourselves as very, very small. Pag nakikita natin si God as malaking-malaki, then the opposite should be true for us, na, na, na tayo naman ay napakaliit. At in comparison to God, well, there's nothing to compare. God is big, we are small. God is God, we are not. Okay? And you, you will remember the prophet Isaiah's reaction um, in, I think, in Isaiah 6, when he saw the Lord in the temple, and the same description uh, is given, that the Lord was high and lifted up. Okay, we see that wording again, above the temple. And so what happened, What the result was that Isaiah fell on his face to the ground and declared himself unworthy of God's presence. Sabina, woe to me, for I am a man of unclean lips and I live amongst a people of unclean lips. So, so the function of that idea of, of God's uh, magnificence and glory is to humble us by showing who God is. And as a result, in effect, it also shows us who we are in light of God. So when, when you see who God is in all his glory, that is enough fuel even for us to praise him. Na nakapuri-puri siya dahil he is so glorious and he is incomparable. Who is like him? Sabi sa verse 5, who is like the Lord our God? That, that's enough fuel uh, for, for us to praise him. The idea in verse 6, uh, who is like the Lord, the idea is that no one compares to God. Okay? There are people who may serve other gods, serve other idols, but there is no one, not even one of them, who will compare to God. And as such, this is also reason for us to praise Him because our God is incomparable. Wala siyang katulad. Okay? And in light of that glory, magnificence, and being incomparable, this passage, we will see this passage take an amazing turn as this high and glorious God, this incomparable God, now graciously takes notice of us. The author says that God, remember, God who is high and lifted up. Now, in verse 6, he looks down and reaches down to the earth. We, we need to think about that for a moment. Okay, hindi ito yung, yung look down na, na minamaliit ka kasi yun yung termino natin. When, when you look down on someone. This is actually looking down and taking notice and reaching down and 
into the earth. And, and when you think about that, and when you think about who the Lord is, you, you will understand that he has no need to do this. He could choose not to do it. He could choose not to look down on us and notice us. He could choose not to, to reach out to us. But he has chosen to covenant with his people. Okay. We, we find that in the way that he treated Israel. This, this is what we call divine grace. This is, this is God's grace. And nakita natin to unang-una, if you look at Israel's history uh, coming from Exodus, the Israelites should remember this as God's grace because he delivered them from slavery in Egypt. That the Lord heard their cries and initiated a relationship with them, took them out of slavery and brought them to the land that they were living in at the, at the moment of this psalm. So lahat yun ay ipinapaalala uh, ng author ng psalm sa, sa mga Israelites. Lahat yun ay grasya ng Diyos sa kanila. He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to notice them. He didn't have to reach down and care for them. But he did. And that's the most amazing thing about this. Okay? And so, in addition to God's glory, in, uh, in addition to God being worthy of our praise, in addition to God being incomparable and walang katulad, Israel also has experienced a divine grace and all the more reason for them to praise God. Kaya ganun na lang yung pagtawag ng worship leader nung sa simula na, let us praise God. And I guess that is what makes grace so, well, amazing. That a holy God, high and lifted up, incomparable God, is also a God who graciously looked down upon us on earth and chose to have a relationship with us. He, he is not just a God above who, who doesn't care for us, but he is also a God who is immanent. The, the meaning of that term is, is, is close. He is intimate. A covenant-making, covenant-keeping, relational God whom by His grace looked down from the heavens into the earth and to us. Para sa atin siguro, and I'm thinking about how to process this as modern Christians, as the people of God, as the modern church. Pero uh, sa akin, napaka-personal kasi ng tanong eh, na, para sa atin na nakaranas ng grasya ng Panginoon, mapapagod pa ba tayo sa pagpuri sa Kanya? I mean, the, the people of Israel are being invited to praise this God who is high and lifted up in all His glory and splendor because this God also chose to have a relationship with Him. And they are bound to Him in, in covenant because this incomparable God has been gracious enough to hear their cries and save them from slavery. And have a relationship with Him. Now, if you look at that picture, doesn't that sound familiar to us? We who have been saved from our sins. We who are only worthy of, of hell and God's punishment for sin, but are now made alive by the grace of God who covenanted with us through Christ and the cross. When you think about how the Lord has been gracious to us, is He not worthy of our praise as well? I will, I will move into uh, my third and last point. Okay? And the third and last point, I think, gives 
palpable detail into this very, very abstract concept of praise and worship. There are reasons enough in verses 4 to 6, I think. Um, there are there are enough reasons there for us to, to actually do this. But the author does not stop there. He gives detail. Okay? And my point number three is this. We praise God for saving us and giving us hope. I'm going to read uh, verses 7 to 9. The author says here, He raises, meaning God, um, God raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes, with the princes of his people. He gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. In the last section, the author shows us two examples of very, very specific graces that uh, the people of Israel has received from the Lord as a covenant people. Okay? And the theme here, you have to look into the themes that uh, the author is, is mentioning. The theme here is about reversal. O yung, hindi ko alam sa Tagalog, yung pagkakabaligtad or pagbabaligtad ng mga, uh, ng mga sitwasyon. The reversal. Okay? That God is able to do something about a person's life that is already headed towards the direction of suffering and disaster, or actually is indeed already there, and reverse it at balik tarin yon. For us, um, these situations, these things may seem impossible, and there are things that really we can't do anything about. Okay, and therefore it leaves us both helpless, walang magawa, and hopeless, walang pag-asa. Yung mga sitwasyon na ito. Okay. It is in these cases that God enters the picture with power and grace and reverses these situations. And and remember, okay, remember from from the last point, uh, from our last discussion, that it is grace, it is grace because He doesn't have to do this. He is still God. He is still high and lifted up, still worthy of praise, even if He doesn't do this, you know, these reversals. Israel, being them, is certainly not in a position to demand such things from God. Nasabihin nila na, na gawin mo to, gawin mo to, because we are worthy of, of, of this. Okay? It is just because God chooses to do so, and that's why it is grace. In verse 7 and 8, the first instance that the author mentions is about those who are poor. Kasi kahit sa community nila, sa Israel, poverty is still a reality. And I'm sure we can relate. The author shows us that God can come in and help those who are poor and needy, those who are scavenging in the dumps, those who are outcasts dahil may sakit sila, those who have no room in the community. And as Yahweh cares for them, He can bring them into positions of respect and acceptance. In verse 9, the second instance that the author mentions is the situation basically of Hannah whose barrenness in their time, lalo na sa panahon nila, in their time, barrenness brought about a stigma of, especially para sa mga babae noon, no? the stigma of uselessness and the stigma of hopelessness. Uselessness kasi ang tingin nila sa babae noon ay yung fruitfulness ng buhay ng isang babae ay nakakabit sa kanyang mga anak. And kung wala ka noon, you were considered useless and, and indeed hopeless, di ba? 
Kasi this is something that is totally out of her control. Na na-realize, ng, lalo na dun sa song ni Hana, na-realize niya na si God ang may control dito. Again, in this situation, God can come in and bless the woman and with His grace, reverses how the community sees her and brings acceptance and hope into her life. This is an immeasurable grace from God because as we said, the woman, especially in their time and culture, had no control over these things whatsoever. Now, talking about us in modern and, and in, even in New Testament times, for us Christians, the grace of God pictured like this is embodied in everything that Jesus did for us. When you think about God's re- reversal of those who are poor and needy, and, and when you think about God's reversal in the life of the woman who, who feels useless and hopeless, that itself is embodied in everything that Christ did for us. Paano yun? Uh, first, that we as sinners, we were weak and despised and we're, we're objects of God's wrath, helpless and hopeless because of our sin. Sino ang, sino ang nag-aangat sa atin sa, sa ganong katayuan? Who lifted us up from our spiritual poverty and into the riches and mercy of, of God's grace? This is what the gospel of Christ has brought for us. In 1 Corinthians 1, 27-29, the Apostle Paul says that God chose the weak, the low, and despised in the world. Para ipakita and to show that firstly and ultimately, this is God's doing. It's God who chose the weak and the low and the despised. And that it is only by His grace that this reversal in our lives is happening. Tandaan po natin yun. Ang pangalawa, we see that our lives before Christ, when we were sinners, when we were separated from God, and in a sense, we were orphans, it was His grace, in His grace, that God adopted us and gave us a home. This is the language of adoption in Christ for Christians, that we were once outsiders, but by the grace of God, we have become members of God's family and even co-heirs with Christ. Again, the Apostle Paul makes this clear in Ephesians 1 and 2, that while we were dead in our transgressions, it was God who saved us and adopted us into His family, giving us a home and loving us like children. So yung pictures ng, ng reversal na pinapakita ng author dito sa 7, 8, and 9 has already been done to us by Christ Himself. And it is imperative Para sa atin, that in our praise, we remember that these are the same graces. Yung graces na natanggap ng Israel na minimension sa psalm na to, these are the same graces that we have received as a people of God. And so, brothers and sisters, how are we to apply this in our lives then? Let me suggest two ways. Okay? First, we as a people of God are called to praise Him. There is no room for doubt in the passage about our calling to praise God for who He is. There is just no leeway given there that if you are a follower of God, if you are part of the people of God, if you're part of His church, if you are part of this church, then your calling is to praise God, to give praise to God, to live as if your life was a living praise for God. Yun ang calling natin. So malino dapat sa atin yun. In application, you can think about all the applications you can make about that, but it all points to one thing. 
we as a people are called to praise God. There is just no leeway for that. Na pwede bang hindi? Pwede bang wag dalang? Wala eh. Given who God is and given what He has done for us and given even His grace for us, how could you not praise God? But secondly, siguro ito yung 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 prime application natin siguro is that when we think of how God has been gracious to us, how can I apply that? Then let me suggest this for you. We invite the lowly, the poor, the hopeless, the suffering into our community. We should invite them and we minister to them so that they themselves can experience God's grace, the same grace that we ourselves have experienced. We invite them, the lowly, the poor, the lost, the needy, the suffering, the hopeless, the useless, or at least yung, yung, yung feeling nila useless sila. We invite them into our community. We minister to them with the gospel. And we pray that they experience the same grace that we have received. Because yes, we have experienced God's grace. And so, of course, that's that's fuel for our praise, diba? Na, na gracious si God. And so we praise Him for, for His grace. But wouldn't it be beautiful if our church then starts to reach out into the city and look for these hopeless and helpless people and pray that they find the same hope and grace that we did? Because in the end, if they do, nakita mo ba yung picture na yan? Nakita nyo ba yung picture na yan? That, that if they do, if they find the same hope and grace, they will then also praise God together with us. That is the beautiful picture, I think, um, the community picture that Psalm 113 gives for us, that we are called to praise God. We praise God for, for His amazing grace. And as we experience God's grace, we can call other people also to experience the same grace so that they themselves can praise God. I am praying that the passage today has spoken to you and has convicted you that there are things that, that need to change in our lives and the way that we live for us to be more Christ-like, for us to be more inclined to praise. And, and the encouragement there is just God's grace. If you have experienced God's grace, then you will praise Him for it. Maraming salamat po sa pakikinig. I pray that the Lord be with you this week as you walk with Him and live for Him.